Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Wherever you are in the world, I wish you a happy new year um, and wish you health and happiness in 2024. It is um, it's said to be a big one for you, I'm sure. It's said to be a big one for myself and the team. 2023 was phenomenal, but in reality, you know, Prep Coach UK is still in its infancy, not even a year old and in that first year. Managed to climb its way to one of the best records in the UK um, in the amateur bodybuilding scene, which I'm super proud of. But of course, always hungry for more. And this year, with uh, double the athletes, more shows, quite significantly a lot more shows, at least, at least 10, 10 or 11, I think I've got done more than last year, it's set to be uh, even bigger, which is phenomenal, you know, crazy. Um, it's where I want to be, it's where I feel like I need to be and it's, you know, where I'm at the current moment feels exactly um, like I'm, I'm on the path that I, I'm on that I set out and it's why if you looked at my uh, Instagram post I put up on New Year's Eve you'll say that I said that I hadn't set any goals for 2024 and it's the first time in a very long time that I've not set any sort of kind of quote unquote business related goals and the reason being is that, as I just said to there, um, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be and that my life gives me a lot of joy and fulfilment and nothing needs to change. I'm, I'm always going to want to be a better coach, you know, a better husband, a better father and whatnot, but I, I feel like I could continue to do that based on what I'm doing because that's something I strive for every day. So for anyone out there who's listening to this, who, who maybe hasn't set, New Year's resolutions or business goals or are unsure or just making them up off the top of your head don't feel like you need to because I think in the past when I have set goals sometimes I've set them because I feel like I, I needed to and I've set them when I really maybe didn't want to achieve them then I haven't went to achieve them because I, I didn't actually want it in the first place so fruit for thought um, or food for thought should I say where, uh, whatever time, I was going to say this morning but that's just the simple time I'm recording this but whenever, whenever you're listening to this um, hopefully you know, take a piece of advice from me and say that you don't ne- or hopefully you can take a piece of advice from me and say that you don't necessarily need to be going and setting those goals if you don't feel like you have to you're in the right position uh, or, or you're exactly where you want to be but um, on to the topic of today's podcast something that I've actually not discussed too much is moving up from the bikini class to wellness. Now, I have done podcast on uh, moving up from bikini to figure and explained the differences in training and whatnot. But I figured I would do one on uh, moving from bikini to wellness as well because although it's still um, quite a quiet category, you can just tell with where the industry is going. You know, shows getting busier every year, more people competing every year that it no doubt will be a busier category and I think that perhaps it doesn't have the same appeal as the likes of, you either get people um, when they start in the industry, that like female sorry, they want to be a bikini girl and they love the sass and all that and they they like that but then if they're not a bikini girl they instantly just look at figure and there's no in between but there actually is in between, there's a, there's a wellness class and it's probably because bikini girls are getting bigger every year. I mean, as is every class, right? So if bikini girls get bigger every year, the, the the step up 
to get to wellness becomes that much bigger. But what I'd say is that some very good, perhaps athletic figure girls may be able to interchange between that and wellness dependent upon their strengths and weaknesses. Now, if they're a true figure, then it just wouldn't happen. If they're true wellness, it wouldn't happen. But the thing is, what some people don't realise is that you like you could be a figure girl, like athletic figure, and you could pose down your upper body to make your lower body look bigger and kind of fit the wellness criteria. What I what do I mean by that? So what are they looking for in the in the wellness criteria? They're looking for obviously a lot of muscle in the lower body, a disproportion disproportionate upper body, so more muscle in the lower body than there is the upper, but they still want a well-developed upper body. This is the thing. I think that when wellness first came about, it was kind of like misunderstood. People thought that it was a class that you could just be like a bit bigger bikini girl and be a bit softer. When if you look at like some wellness pros or some really good wellness amateurs, that's not the case. Like they, those girls are fucking lean. I'm not talking like striations everywhere lean, but they got a significant glute hamstring tie when they turned to the rear. They have, you could see a little bit of quad separation in their front shot, which is effectively the side shot. If it was a PCA and they're hurting a front shot, okay, right, they're not going to see quad splits there, but when they turn to the side, you can start to see that separation between the quad, the hammy, um, etc, etc. They don't necessarily need loads of lines in their glutes, but those girls will be very, very lean. Um, so that misconception, years ago, I think, when it first came out, well, not that many years ago, but a few years when it came out, um, people thought, oh, I could be a bit softer. That is not the case. But the judges, of course, be looking for um, that sort of hourglass shape that you typically will see in bikini, but obviously way more um, muscle in the glute. And I'm not going to say way less in the upper body because wellness girls will still have more more muscle in their upper body than bikini girls, but it'll just be imbalanced. Bikini, they want to be a, they want to a balance there, and the wellness they're looking for somewhat of an imbalance. The judges will also be looking for strong stage presence, good posing, nice flow. Um, of course, the bikini, the hair, the makeup, and everything else in between um, affects the overall look. But in general, what I would recommend you do or think about when it's coming to the wellness criteria is how big are your glutes, your quads, your adductors, what, what level of condition can you bring, and can you come in nice and full and nice and round? That's the thing. If you come in as a wellness girl and you are flat in your glutes, you are not going to do well at all, right? you got to be in and full. Now, if you're thinking, right, okay, you've competed in bikini before, you've done um, maybe a couple of seasons, and you're thinking, right, I'm done with bikini, and I really much prefer the likes of the wellness class, how do I go about moving up? Well, number one, I think that you've got to be realistic and understand that this is probably going to take you at least two years. It's not going to happen with a 16-week off-season. Um, it's probably going to take multiple gaining phases with short recomps in between and, of course, changing up your training ever so slightly that I'll go into. 
the only scenario by which you could move into wellness, I feel, would be downsizing from the likes of athletic figure, downsizing your upper body um, in, in one short season. Un- unless you're someone who's a wellness girl who for some reason has stepped on stage as a bikini girl and been told I actually don't fit that category, it's more than likely that you're going to need a lot of time to do that. You're more, you're probably going to need to get a little bit heavier than you're used to being a bikini girl. Um, for as much as you know, you probably push bikini girls, um, let's say, anywhere between 10, 12 to 15 kilos above stage weight. 15 is obviously quite a lot, but it's going to be more towards that top end trying to get into the wellness criteria. You're going to have to spend more time there. Um, that being said, there are some bikini girls out there that are bang on the criteria that only need to go a few kilos above stage weight because um, they're they're right there and they're more refined. But for the majority of amateurs looking to step up, it's going to be a fair, fair whack of a difference between stage weight and off-season. But as a wellness girl, you need to just walk around the year heavier than you probably want to and are used to being a bikini girl. It's as simple as that. It'll require eating a lot more food, of course, over the over the years and more than likely it will involve you uh, having to probably go down the the route of of assistance of PEDs performance enhancing drugs and you'll see a lot of natural bikini girls do brilliant and untested feds and then you know you might see one or two turn pro IFBB pro or turn PCA pro or whatever it is but when you get to that level that's so few and far between that that's like just a genetic elite person that's not the norm it's not the average the majority of wellness girls will be assisted and they will probably need to take whether it's a little bit of anavar or femtest or primo or whatever um in short bursts you know go back to previous podcasts so you can understand what i mean by that to help get on the size that's required for that chosen category. Then, of course, when they're dieting, they're probably going to use the likes of Clen, T3, T4, etc., to get the level of condition needed. A lot of people would argue out there that you necessarily don't need the fat burners for a bikini. Um, I think that for the majority of girls, a little bit of Clen is useful. Um, you do not always need T3, T4 uh, by any means. But going into the wellness criteria, I feel like that's a route that you definitely could go down to get the level of condition that you need because bear in mind it's going to be leaner than bikini it should be um if the federation judges right and let's face it the judging and fair federation of federation can be a little bit fucking bollocks for a, for a better phrase but a wellness girl will be a bit leaner than um than bikini and, and that's you know going down the assist route that's a huge it's a huge decision to make that only you should make and it's an, it should be an informed one. But let's remember that in a male-dominated industry, there's nothing wrong with chatting to other females about PD use and assistance. And I feel like you should. A lot of the clients I take on board will be you know, first-timers and they may be a couple of years away from their show. And a lot of them on the consult call talk about how they're open to, to, to using anabolics or PDs. They don't know much about them. So I talk them through them, I give them podcasts and I give them links to articles and stuff. But I will say, look, especially the females, I say, look, here's a couple of other my females uh, females on the team that are taking it. Or I'll usually contact those females first and say, hey, I have a new client. Um, 
she's thinking about taking X, Y, or Z, and she wants to chat to another female about this certain drug. Would you be able to chat to her? Every single time I've asked that, any of the girls are like, absolutely no problem. So then I, I pass the new client's WhatsApp number onto the current one, it's then up to them to get in touch. And then that way they could start a conversation. Of course, I've given my, I've, I've informed the, the new client about Anavar or Femtest or, you know, avoiding unwanted sides, blah, blah. But getting a chance to chat to another female about it and their experience, I feel is really invaluable and something that we should do and something I'll always promote and suggest as ladies, you should chat to each other about it and be more open. And as I've said, it is becoming more open in today's society. Um, coming away from, you know, even, even about, God, what, five, six years ago, it was still quite taboo to talk about. But it's it's not the complete opposite just yet, but it's, um, it's not far away uh, from that, in my opinion, in the UK at least. But yeah, big decision to think about wellness girls, well, more than likely, what Vaughn, what are they going to be running? Is what you're going to ask me, right? Some of them may run fem tests, depending upon where their natural test levels are. Some of them may use bouts of primobolin or anavar in eight week spells with 12 weeks in between. Some of them may use HGH. Some of them may use metformin pre bed. Some of them may use a little bit of insulin. You know, for those of you who aren't on Instagram, I put up um, a reel the other day about can females use insulin? And the answer is yeah, they absolutely can. Check that out, let me know what you think. Uh, but that's typically what they they will maybe run. But of course, the biggest thing you're probably wondering is like, well, Vaughn, how, um, what do I need to do, like training-wise? Do I need to change that? Can I just keep training as I am? Well, here's the thing. Like, look at how you're training as a bikini girl. And I guarantee you're training two different ways. You're just running an upper-lower split. You maybe going upper lower off, upper lower off off back to the start, or something like that. Um, some of my girls will go lower, upper lower off, upper glutes and delts off, something like that. Where the second um, lower session of the week has a little bit of quads in it. For the most part, the rest of the volume is glutes, hamstrings, adductors. Well, that's the biggest thing. It's got to change one of the biggest things because wellness girls have fucking jacked quads they do you know look, look at Chloe Pickford um, she's coached by Callum uh, Callum pro coach uh, I've known Chloe for some time she's been on this guest on this podcast she's a phenomenal athlete she turned uh, pro this year I think it was this year um, or last year I think it was this year um, well technically it was last year because it's 2024 now but um, yeah so she turned pro and you know you go on her Instagram look at her updates like she's fucking huge quads she's someone that moved down from athletic figure um, but reason being is when you look at that side shot that she when she hits it big big quad development as well as glute just overall muscular size and musculature of the, the lower body is big so you're going to have to incorporate more quads ladies now can you hit quads three times a week as well as glutes and hamstrings you may find it a little bit more challenging to do so and you may need to think about tweaking your volume or incorporating more rest days so maybe that on lower one it is still a glute and hamstring focus session but there is there's quads on the end of there then lower two now becomes quad dominant exercise 
with a little bit of glutes on the end, glutes and hamstrings. Then lower three is maybe a mixture of the two, but that might be too much. You might not get away with that. You might need an extra rest day. You might need to do a five-day split over eight days, or you may just need to drop to a four. It depends upon how big or not big, in this scenario, your upper body is. Because wellness girls will still have quite a lot of muscle up top. They're just obviously disproportionate and have more muscle in the lower body. So it may be that you kind of go lower. You may always want to run a rest day before lower. And then after, or after, whichever one you prefer. Right, so let's say it's before you go lower, upper, off, lower, off, upper, lower, off, back to the start, back to that lower, that first lower session. So when you run it like that, there's actually not a whole lot, there's one, one rest day between your final rest, uh, lower session and the first one. But remember that first lower session we said was going to be more glutes and arms focused with a bit of delt, a bit of quads. So that last lower session of the week can be a little bit more quad and just tagging on glutes and delts. That, that should work really well. Or let's say for example, Vaughn, uh, my upper body is, it's actually it's too big for bikini. I was told it was too big up top. So I only need to train that one day a week. Well, those girls again, still gonna need a big, big ass delts, right? So let's think about maybe lower one. You could, that could be, you know, glutes, quads, upper. And that could be like full upper, delts back. You know, if you wanna hit arms, you can hit them, but you don't necessarily need to, as long as your arms aren't too skinny. Off, lower, which you could tag on delts. Off, lower, off back to the start you, you know what I'm saying and those two final lower sessions you can incorporate a mix of that first one is again mostly glute focus with a bit of quad then the second lower session of the week mostly quad focus with a bit of glute that third one it's your choice it could be like right okay well what's lacking of the two what do I need more of right it's it's glutes let's put more in but then let's put one set of leg extension in at the end or one Widowmaker set on the hack squat. What's a Widowmaker set? Fuck, we could do a whole podcast about that. But a Widowmaker set is a horrible, um, horrible fucking set, but one that changes you. Let's like say it would be a um, 15 to 20 rep set. Um, what you would do is you're aiming for your 15 rep max on the machine. You're aiming to obviously fail close to the 15 mark, but then what you're going to do is you're going to extend it to 20. So what you would do is you would have a spotter and you would take as much rest in between reps as you need be so you hit 15 that's failure boom a little bit of a spot to get up that 15th rep right cool at the top you're taking breaths 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 back down you get the rep on your own right cool at the top breaths 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 you're not locking you're not you're not um, putting the machine in you're staying staying in the set so it's a set that takes fucking ages and you're absolutely mangled after it but it's um you know it's a it's a quad builder it's a glute builder it's fucking whatever you want it builder it's um, invaluable. It was invaluable in the, in the early stages of my training for my quad development, for sure. But yeah, I'd always suggest tagging on the other area. So whichever area that the session, you say, hey, Vaughn, but what if um, what if my session's a mix? It might be. It might be that every session that you do is a mixture of glutes, hamstrings, and quads, and it probably is going to be. You're probably going to need to have some movements across that session that are, you know, heavy ass ha uh, hack squat work, heavy ass hip thruster work, 
what I'm getting at is the smarter thing to do would be make the majority of that session say gluten hamstring focused so let's say here's a here's an example that lower one you might always start with the adductor right so you start with the adductor but then you do like a hip hinge you do like a stiff leg you could then do a hip thruster you may then do two sets of the hack squat you may then do the leg press do a ham curl maybe some calves boom that lower two session again start with the adductor you maybe then you maybe then might do a leg extension you might then do a hack you might then do a pendulum or a low like a low stance um 45 degree leg press then you might tag on like a 45 degree hip extension hamstring curl boom done or something like that you know that's again off the top of my head how it could look and that third session well whichever way you want to go could be a mix but there's always going to be something in there that's going to be more focused more volume towards a specific area on that given day if you're lower now do you have to stop training off your body do you have to do less do you have to do more well i guess it depends on depends on how you look if you're moving up from bikini I still think you're going to have to develop your upper body but not to the same extent and this is where I think you could pull back volume like if you're hitting back twice across the week you're hitting two upper sessions well you could probably pull it down to just once a week and hit it really hard because it'll still grow but it's not going to grow as fast and at the same rate as everything else if that makes sense by removing that other day you're ultimately giving your body more rest and the more rest it has, the more it will recover. Some say like, Vaughn, what do you mean by resting my body, my glutes will grow well? In general, right, staying away from the gym, regardless of whatever you're resting from, you're still allowing the body to recover, repair, grow. You may be sleeping in, you may be getting a nap that day. You know, there's a multitude of reasons why you're that rest day will help your lower body grow it means you're going into then like you're going into your next session not as fatigued although you were just hitting your back before well you're totally fresh and rested so that means going into that that lower session the following day you're well rested you're more motivated you're more up for it because you've had a day off from the gym you're fucking buzzing for it maybe you're like fuck i want my massive bowl of cocoa pops post-workout or whatever it is right whatever reason it is um but you're going to your performance will be better in that lower body session if your performance is better there's more more breakdown there's of muscle tissue there's then more adaptation thereafter and more of that response you want by which is to grow peachy glutes big ass sweeping quads and thick legs in general thick hamstrings adductors etc etc so it's definitely scope to be dropping an upper body session for sure however you might you might still have to do two upper bodies across the week like it's like i obviously in these podcasts have to speak in generic terms and gen- general general terms sorry but i understand that as individuals you're not it's not general it's specific to your needs 
So if you are a wellness girl and you're thinking about going in 2024, maybe even you're thinking, actually, you know what, I need to grow and I'm going to go 2025 and you want a bit more, so you, want, you want an opinion, just drop me an Instagram, drop me a DM. I'll give you my two cents. I'll probably send you a 30 second to a minute voice note. So you will have to listen to more of my dulcet tones about what I would do, what I'd recommend. Um, and that way you'll have some idea of what you need to do this year to either one, get in shape for the show that you're planning on doing this year or actually, well, this is what I need to do and these areas need to grow. What I'll often see typically with wellness girls this year, I either see number one, they're absolutely fucking on the money. They're, they're big in the places they need to be. Uh, or number two, they're shit, <laughs> for a better word, right? Now, I'm not saying, when I say shit, I'm not trying to be derogatory. What I mean is that they're maybe too small or too soft for the category. There's very few in between. Like, with bikini girls, I feel like there's a broad spectrum in between. The ones that are fucking shit hot and the ones that are crap. There's loads of girls kind of in the middle that are pushing on more towards being being great than 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 the not so great, you know? And yeah, that's my kind of two cents of of it all and how you would move from from bikini to wellness. Or, you know, I think we've touched on as well, how you would go about how would you move down? How would you move down categories into wellness from figure? Well, you know, you'd have to stop training uh your back as much. In that scenario you definitely would need less. Um, because they're not looking for an X frame, and you probably, as a figure girl, got big ass lats, big ass um, delts. You may get away with training your back once every ten to twelve days, and it just staying as it is, because you're you're not you're not trying to lose, you're not trying to gain more tissue, you're just trying to hold what you've got and develop your glutes more. So that's the one scenario. But I think I think that's kind of everything covered. Um, and hey, what a what a year! to or what episode to kick off this year the podcast is now entering it's god how many years I started this 2018 so 2024 six years or going into six years as of September um, I hope that you um, this year I hope that you enjoy the episodes I hope that you get a lot from it as always, I always say, if there's anything you want to hear more of or less of, let me know uh, via Instagram or via the website or whatever. Um, I'd be more than happy to help. But if you're looking to um, compete this year or next and you want to be part of the team, like, please do get in touch soon because the this past couple of weeks, more so this past week, has been so busy with inquiries and new setups. And now that Christmas is over, <laughs> Christmas is over, people are, are getting on it for um, the new year and whatnot. So please do reach out before I, I'm at my limit. Um, I typically always say I always have space, but I will I will cap it if it gets um, out of hand. But wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans. <laughs>